Thank you for tuning in to the Voice of the Victim podcast. We discuss a lot of sad and potentially triggering things on this show. We try to be as sensitive and cautious as possible, but if you are sensitive to things involving abuse and may be triggered, please think twice before listening to our show. Welcome to the Voice of the Victim podcast. My name is Ryan. And I am Rosie. And if this is your first time here, we make a podcast where we tell stories and stuff. <laughs> what an introduction. Wow. Yeah, I don't I don't really know what I was where I was going with that. How are you doing? I'm good. I um just had some lunch. And um Same. All the cats are our audience today. It's been nice yeah we're gonna record this episode for the week and then we're gonna go record our video of our prince andrew interview that we were talking about last week so (sighs) that should be fun (laughs) i super don't want to do it but i'm going to i just hate having a video camera on me it's okay yeah we're just people it's like it's like seeing people in real life you know kind of Anyway, if you're interested in that, we're going to be posting it to Patreon, hopefully later tonight, um, $2 level and up. So anyway, the topic of this week is something that is very current, and we kind of wanted to take a break to talk about it because it's it's everywhere, and mm-hmm. it's disrupting life, and you know we can't not talk about it, so... No matter where you live or where you listen from, you've heard of this. Mm-hmm. Yes. On Wednesday, March 11th, 2020, the World Health Organization declared publicly that we have a global pandemic. Woohoo! A COVID-19, or commonly called the coronavirus. Yay. It's funny that um, my Graham actually texted me that the WHO declared it a pandemic. The WHO. And, and I was like... But who? <laughs> she was like, the who? I'm like, what? And then she... Anyways, it's <laughs> yeah. one of those little World strings. Health Organization. <laughs> yeah. So we thought we'd take an episode to talk about it and some stuff surrounding it, some crazy incidents um, surrounding the panic with the virus, and go over some facts about it, also some stories of it spreading really rapidly in confined places where there's a lot of people. Um, so, oh, and then at the end, we'll share some tips we found about preventing it and some myths that have been busted. And some cat news, because we have definitely some oh, new yes. hot Had topic cat news. New developments in Zook's world. <laughs> all right. So this first incident is all thanks to an Instagram influencer. You know the type. Focused on... So focused on making content for the people in their pocket that they completely ignore the real live people around them. Nothing against influencers. But this guy, James Potok, I'm just going to say it. He's a real dummy. So there's a Washington Post article that uh, we're going to go through sharing what happened on this flight that was headed to Jamaica from what was it toronto yeah so rosie do you want to start reading that and sharing that story sure this is from washingtonpost.com a flight headed to jamaica on monday was rerouted back to toronto after a man falsely claimed that he had recently visited china where the recent coronavirus outbreak originated yep james potok 28 year old aspiring rapper from Vahan 
Oh, crap. Now we're going to get in trouble with Canadians. <laughs> I should have not known how to pronounce this. It's V-A-U-G-H-A-N. Looks like Va- Vohan. Man, I, I'm sorry, guys. Anyway, he stood up on a WestJet flight from Toronto to Montego Bay and told passengers, of course he was filming, told passengers he had just returned from the Hunan province about 300 miles from Wuhan, China, the epicenter of the new coronavirus strain. His goal was to make an interesting video, but uh, he ended up ruining a lot of people's vacation. That's so sad. Man, you may notice I'm losing my voice. I really hope that this is still just the bronchitis and nothing else, (laughs) if you know what I mean. So... The flight, which had 243 passengers aboard, was diverted back to Toronto about two hours after taking off. So four hours wasted in the air. When it landed, James was escorted off wearing a blue face mask and disposable gloves. (laughs) That's so (laughs) sad. I would be so upset if this happened to me. (laughs) Now, there was a passenger on this flight who... If we did Hero of the Week, this would be my choice. Um, While Potok was being escorted off the plane, (laughs) and he basically lost his transportation for this flight. I don't know if he can still even use, what was it, Um, WestJet Airlines? But anyway, he was walking off the plane, and another passenger was like, that was a good one. We could have been in the sun. Did he mean that as in we could have been on vacation? Yeah, like, yeah, we could have been to Jamaica by now if you weren't such an idiot. That's sad. Thanks, I understand. James. Anyway, let's continue the story because it gets even funnier. Potok, whose stage name is Potok Felipe, filmed himself making the announcements in hopes of getting publicity online. And look at us. Washington Post is talking about it. We're talking about it. So, yeah, mission accomplished. Yeah, I guess so. His phone, on which his video of the offending announcement is saved, is now being held by police. Oof. So, you may wonder why he did this. Um, Well, he saw the opportunity, because coronavirus is a hot topic right now. And that's what he told the Washington Post when they asked why he did it. (laughs) The rapper said he warned the people sitting in his row that he was going to make somewhat of a statement before he carried out the stunt. They're probably like, oh, great. Another influencer. Another millennial. (laughs) Yeah. Potok said he told passengers shortly after that it was a joke. Yeah, a lot of good that did, but they still had to turn the plane around. Mm -hmm. He said about 10 minutes later, flight attendants wearing masks and gloves came to move him away from other passengers. He was instructed to put on gloves and a mask himself, and he was quarantined on the plane. (laughs) And once he was quarantined, Potok said he realized he'd made a mistake and was sympathetic to the people on the flight, who seemed to be getting antsy as they wondered what was going on. Yeah. Um, what? You just ruined their day, buddy. That's what's going on. It seems as though my actions... Ruined the flight and vacation for almost 250 people, he <laughs> said. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Yep. So, local law enforcement and EMS personnel met the West Jet, West Jet flight when it reached Toronto's Pearson International Airport. Potok was escorted off the plane and medically examined for symptoms of coronavirus, which had been confirmed in more than 24,000 cases and 492 deaths in China as of Wednesday morning. <laughs> Potok, who has never been to China, did not have the virus. Wow. That's sad. Really capitalizing on other people's uh, misfortune there without uh, having any sensitivity to the people around him. I know. I, I just would be really upset. I mean... I don't know. You can get on another flight, I guess. But your whole first day on vacation is ruined. It's what? Ruined. Ruined. (laughs) You have a funny accent. (laughs) All right. Out of an abundance of caution, our crew followed all protocols, 
blah, blah, blah. Anyway, WestJet's covering their butt. They, um, they were all clear, and hopefully the rest of the people, the rest of the passengers on the plane, got to Jamaica later that day because that really sucks for them. Potok, on the other hand, is set to appear at the Ontario Court of Justice in Brampton in March. He was detained at the airport, and while there, Potok contacted lawyers who advised him to be quiet. <laughs> it's about time. It's probably the best advice he's ever had. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then he told the Washington Post, it seems to be against their advice that I'm doing these interviews. Yeah, it is. Funny. That's funny. Already facing legal issues involving a previous fraud charge that he has declined to discuss, Potok said he's absolutely worried about going to prison for this offense. <laughs> but don't worry, because if he could do it again, he wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. He says, I would take back what I had done in a heartbeat. It seems like hindsight is twenty twenty always. Hey, I just said that. <clears throat> wow. Fascinating. It says the ra- the rapper has been reposting fan support of his prank on social media. Fan support? How the heck would there be support for this action? Um, what are they? Twelve? Yeah. I mean, if you are young and inexperienced, you probably think that. I mean, I remember when I was this age, and I thought that music and. Funny videos were the most important thing on earth. Mm -hmm. And as you grow to get older, you're like, you just ruined a lot of people's day. And, you know, your perspective changes as you get older. So I could definitely um, understand why there would be people supporting him. (laughs) Not very uh, conscientious people, but still. All right. Well... That's it for James Potok. Uh, Very fascinating. Here's another incident from Australia. So shout out to our Australian listeners. I hope you guys are staying healthy. And by the way, if anyone listening does have coronavirus, please feel free to write in to us. Yes, I would love to learn. And just vent about it. Tell us about it. Are you bored? VOVpodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, this toilet paper fight. You may have heard of it. It was pretty big news in Australia. This article is from thesun.co.uk. And it says, A brutal brawl broke out in an Australian supermarket aisle after a pair of panicking shoppers cleared the shelves of Lou Roll. <laughs> Lou Roll. Yeah. If to our, to our American listeners, Lou Roll is toilet paper. So... Three women were filmed slugging it out Wednesday inside... Well, not Wednesday. It says (laughs) slugging it out inside a Woolworths store. I don't know how I saw Woolworths inside Wednesday. In another town name, I don't know. Cholora? That should be right. Near Sydney, as the coronavirus meltdown takes grip. So, you know, people are stocking up in case they're quarantined. They... Want to be prepared. The one thing you don't want to run out of is toilet paper. Um, so That's a good point. I feel like I'd rather run out of food than toilet, toilet paper. <laughs> it's true. Um, maybe not for that long. Well, yeah, but for a couple of days. Yeah. So it's reported the fight was sparked when a mother and daughter were spotted grabbing the last rolls in stock. Very sensitive very offensive thing to do to grab the last rolls in stock the, so you can go find this clip on YouTube it says the shocking clip shows one woman pulling the hair of another during the heated bust up <laughs> one be... yells I just want one packet yeah. <laughs> what's a packet of toilet paper a roll well <clears throat> a, like a pack pack of rolls I would imagine mm. you know they have different dialect in uh, different countries. Anyway, another gripping tightly to a shopping trolley. 
Speaking of which, I think that means like a cart. I think so too. Packed with toilet paper, then replies, no, not one packet, before <laughs> two supermarket workers step in to break up the women. Later on, the NSW police inspector, Andrew New, said, we just ask that people don't panic like this when they go out shopping. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a low standard, you would hope. Yeah. He said, there's no need for it. It isn't the Thunderdome. It isn't Mad Max. We don't need to do that. Looking at the picture of the woman, she does have her completely cleared out the store of toilet paper. I mean, she could have spared. Oh, yeah. This woman has a cart of like six to eight packets of toilet paper. She probably has a good hundred some rolls in her cart. Yeah. And this other lady just wanted one. So I'm going to say the lady who wanted one was in the right I mean, be a decent human. Don't hoard everything for yourself. Help other people be taken care of, too. If they just want... If you're taking all these and someone else just wants one pack of toilet paper, don't be that person that deprives someone else. Anyway, violence of this nature will not be tolerated, and anyone involved in this behavior may be committing an offense and find themselves before the court. This is still the police guy. There's no need for people to go out and panic panic buy at supermarkets. Par- paracetamol and canned food or toilet paper. What the heck is paracetamol? Kangaroo mix. <laughs> to feed your pet kangaroo? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Australian listeners, please <clears throat> fill us in on that. So, New South Wales police have since confirmed two women aged 23 and 60... <laughs> were charged with the affray after speaking with 49-year-old woman allegedly assaulted. Wow. They use so many different words over there, don't they? They do. Charged with affray. No. Get out of here. So, the two women will appear in court court on April 28th. So, who knew that toilet paper could spark such a controversy? With violence, even. <laughs> Again, um, this is on YouTube, so I definitely amend, recommend checking it out. They, By the way, this fight came about because of um, people being forced into isolation over coronavirus fears. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are stockpiling their essentials, you know? And what's more essential... It's the universal essential, water and toilet paper. Those are the two things. Anyway, the gist of this story is don't panic. They're Mm -hmm. not going to run out of toilet paper. Also, now there's a purchase limit of four packs per customer on the store and online. I saw this at Target, too. It's a smart policy. But like, if there's only four packs left and you have four in your cart and someone just wants one, be a decent human. I mean, <laughs> if if worse comes to worse, there's always water. Like, take a shower. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, enough Get of Get a bidet. <laughs> or one of those little things we saw at the Glensheen Mansion where you just, oh, like... Oh, the undercarriage tub? Yeah, you sit in this thing where... That was gross. Like, your entire midsection's underwater, but your legs and your upper torso <laughs> are out of the water. It's really weird okay moving on one of the bigger more serious incidents involving coronavirus is the cruise ship outbreaks my favorite now when your favorite <laughs> when there's a global pandemic that spreads through airborne transfer of spittle the last thing you want to do is put a bunch of people together in a confined space yet that's exactly what a cruise is fortunately <laughs> We had no issues on the cruise we just took last month, but at the same time we were on our cruise, the passengers of the Diamond Princess were not so lucky. That's true. The ship sailed from Yokohama in January 20th, 2020 with an 80-year-old local man. He sailed from Yokohama to Hong Kong and left the ship on January 25th, 2020. But soon after, he started feeling ill. And on February 1st, he visited a hospital testing positive for COVID-19. 
Yeah. Again, COVID-19 coronavirus, and it also has another name. It's like SARS something, but we'll say what that is later. Um, but, I mean, viruses like this are like tiny little parasites that want to have as many offspring as possible, but they need organic cells of a host to reproduce. Um, so they need that, but they can survive outside the body for a little while. I've heard up to three days, but I'm no pro, so don't quote me on that. Anyway, this poor guy was on the ship with coronavirus, and he didn't even know he was spreading it all over the ship. Mm-hmm. COVID-19 was confirmed to have spread within Diamond Princess on February 4th, 2020. The ship was due to depart Yokohama for its next cruise on February 4th, but announced a delay the same day to allow Japanese authorities to screen and test passengers and crew still on board. Ten people on board tested positive, and they canceled the cruise and quarantined the ship. Another bummer for people just wanting to go on vacation. Well, they're still on the ship. Yeah, but they're not going to be cruising. (laughs) A total of 3,700 passengers and crew were quarantined by the Japanese Ministry of Health, Labor, and Welfare for what was expected to be a 14-day period off of the port of Yokohama. And by quarantine, this means stay in your stateroom, don't leave, Oh, I didn't realize it was. You're not. You have to stay in you're the not state on room. the cruise ship. You're in your little closet room. Oh. You know. Remember? Can you imagine being stuck in that room that we had last year on the cruise ship, where it was literally a bunk bed and a bathroom, <laughs> and that was it? This year it would be fine. <laughs> this year's room. Last well, year's still, room would not be so good. Even in this year's room, it would still suck. Even though we had a window and a balcony, it would still suck. But. That's what I'm saying, is these people were not on vacation. They were stuck in a stuffy little room. Right. So by February 7th, the total of people on board was confirmed with confirmed infections grew to 61. So remember, we started at 10. By February 18th, the total infected was up to 542. And by March 7th, 2020, the number of confirmed cases on the ship was more than the cases in any country except China, France, Germany, Iran, Italy, South Korea, Spain, and the United States. So, yeah, so this ship and the number of infections they had on their ship was comparable to an entire country's worth of infected people just on the ship. And... I can't imagine being trapped in a confined space with a bunch of sick people like this with such a contagious virus. And you still get sick even if you're in your room? Yeah. Like, it can't be healthy to be breathing. Because if you're stuck in your stateroom, you're not breathing fresh air. You're breathing, like, that nasty... Garbage air. Yeah, from the bottom of the ship. So they're probably all just spreading the air throughout whatever ventilation system they have in there. And... To me, quarantine with thousands of people in one place sounds like a horrible idea because it spreads so fast. Like, wouldn't it be better to get these people away from each other and let them go home or something? Yeah, but then they're going to spread it even faster if they get off the boat. They'll, They'll come in contact with a lot less people if they just go home than if they stay on the ship together. You really think so? If they just go straight home, if, if everyone on off, the ship was quarantined immediately to their home. But if they get off the boat and then they're in contact with other people coming to pick up other people from the boat. Yeah, they'll, they they'll be stuff. in like one one car ride <laughs> and maybe a. it's a lot less people than the people on the boat well, I just to thought be it in was close easier. contact with. They did drop off like some coloring books and stuff. Wow. Well, I'm glad they didn't get too bored. Actually, they probably still got really bored because they were on there for over a month. From February 1st to March 7th. Yikes. That And my question, too, is like the staff, were they still working then? I mean, they must have been. Well, I don't think they were serving people. People were confined to their rooms. Yeah, but they had to get them food and stuff. True. Somebody had to. Ugh. But, I mean... I know I just said this sounds like a horrible idea, but what the heck do I know? Because I guess they just wanted to let it run its course without infecting anyone else. But 
at the same time, this is pretty much guaranteeing that everyone on this ship is going to get it. And anyone susceptible to death, if they get it, is probably going to die. So it's just a tough trade trade off to justify instead of let's get these people isolated in their own homes as quickly as possible. But I don't know. I don't know. It's It sucks either way. Hmm. Kentaro Iwata... Is that how you say that? Iwata, I would guess. An infectious diseases expert at Kobe University who visited the ship strongly criticized the management of the situation. He called Diamond Princess a COVID-19 mill. So I'm not the only one that thinks this. He said that the areas possibly contaminated by the virus were not in any way separated from virus-free areas. There were numerous lapses in infection control measures and that there was no professional in charge of the infection prevention. Japanese officials denied the accusations. <laughs> Later, Yoshi Yoshihiro Takayama, an acquaintance of Iwata and a doctor working on the Diamond Princess, pointed out what he described as errors in Iwata's description of the situation in a Facebook post that went viral. So basically, this guy was a doctor on the ship at the time. Was it as viral as the corona virus? <laughs> wow, that was so funny. I forgot to laugh. <laughs> the next day on February 20th, <laughs> Iwata removed his videos and apologized to those involved, but still insisted the situation on the ship had been chaotic. This is just an all-around terrible situation, and... I just feel so bad for the people trapped on that ship mm -hmm. for a whole month. Yeah, I do too. That You would go so stir-crazy. Mm -hmm. By March 1st, all passengers and crew members had disembarked the ship. Mm -hmm. <coughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, I guess the ter most terrible part about this is on February 20th, two passengers passed away. And uh, in total, let's see, seven people died as a result of being on this ship. There were, uh, it was elderly Japanese citizens in their 80s, the first three were. Then... Um, on February 25th, another elderly man from Japan died. Then a British national in his 70s, an uh, Australian national, and Hong Kong national. So, yeah, seven people. It really makes me wonder if these people would have died if they weren't quarantined, though. I... Know? I don't know. I mean, they, the coronavirus is supposed to be more dangerous for elderly people. So maybe they would have, you'd think that they would have tried to take more care of the elderly on the ship. Yeah, you'd think. But instead of getting them away from it, they were trapped on the ship with, I mean, it went from 10 people to 542. You know, that's like. It's a lot of people that lived, though. Yeah. I guess there's a there's always a silver lining way to look at it, but I just I feel bad for the doctor on the ship because this is such a new and huge thing, and no one really knew what to do about it a month ago. I mean, doctors have learned a lot just in the past month of what it is and how to handle it, but this was a lot fresher back on February first. Mm -hmm. I just I feel bad for the families of these people, and. Especially these seven people who died. Right. It really sucks. So that was the Diamond Princess. But then there was the Grand Princess, which was from San Francisco, California. An elderly man in California died on March 4th, 2020, after returning from a cruise between San Francisco and Mexico. This was the first death in California, but again, he was elderly and had underlining underlying health conditions and this seems to be one of the things too is it's not just elderly people susceptible but it's elderly people with underlying health conditions that are already weakening their immune system 
After Grand Princess docked in San Francisco on February 21st, 62 passengers who had been on the previous cruise to Mexico reboarded the ship as it set sail for Hawaii. Well, that's an amazing plan. Yeah. It made stops at Kauai, Oahu, Oahu. <laughs> Maui, and Hilo. I'm so sorry that I don't know all these islands' names. It's okay. We don't know anything. <laughs> it was between February 26th and 29th. These passengers were quarantined in their onboard state rooms on March 4th by the order of the CDC. 11 passengers and 10 crew members were also exhibiting potential symptoms, and Grand Princess was ordered by the government of California to remain offshore while the California National Guard's 129th Rescue Wing airlifted test kits by helicopter to the ship. So, there were 3,533 people on board the ship, and they were from 54 different countries. So, the potential for spreading this around the ship was imminent. As we just heard, these, uh, let's see, 62 people who were on the cruise with the other guy who was infected Mm -hmm. went on this next cruise with these 3,533 other people. So, I mean, as we've seen, we have a global pandemic now, and stuff like this really aided in spreading it. I mean, 54 different countries worth of people can find on a cruise ship. So, (laughs) Yikes. Yeah. My question is, is this the worst time to go on a cruise? Or is it the best time? I guess it depends how healthy and how old you are. And how, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm sure cruises are really cheap right now. Yeah. And, I don't want anyone to panic. Don't panic. I mean, we just got to take life as it comes to us, but we're probably all going to get it eventually. Okay. Well, that might make people panic. My boss, who's a doctor, said it's a virus, so like most people are going to get it, but as a virus goes... Was that a sniffle? Are you? Do you have coronavirus? <laughs> On March 6th, 19 crew members and two passengers had tested positive. And on March 9th, the ship finally docked at the port of Oakland and passengers started disembarking. More than 3,000 people on board were to be quarantined. Yikes. Yeah. So, sad to say, it's not hard to see how this virus spread so quickly. And of all this news, the most saddening to Rosie... (laughs) was the recent case in Australia. While in Australia to film a major, uh, to film a movie about Elvis, Tom Hanks and his wife both tested positive for COVID-19. He's 63 years old. So hopefully he's too young for this to be fatal. I think he's going to be fine. The man survived being on an island for years. He survived (laughs) being a toy. And being played with too roughly. I have faith. (laughs) (laughs) It's very true. Everything you just said. Thank you. So, we've gone over some craziness, but what can we do? We really don't have a clue. Sorry. (laughs) Nice rhyme. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even notice that. So... We're going to go over an article from the medicalnewstoday.com with 24 myths that they've busted about COVID-19, as well as tips on what we can actually do to um, prevent getting sick. But I'm just going to say, I'm going to take a wild guess and say, wash your hands. I mean, what did I just say about the people at the airport? That they didn't wash their hands. Exactly. And now look where we are. (laughs) Anyway... This article is from March 6th, 2020 on medicalnewstoday.com and hopefully just like wrapping our minds around these myths and then tips for how to keep ourselves safe will help put all of us, all of our minds at ease and we can face this head on Mm -hmm. and come out the other side. Yeah. So, Rosie, the 
coronavirus now known as SARS-CoV-2. Why? Why does it have to have another name? I don't know. I was just starting to like COVID-19. Well, I think we can ignore this. This is just the technical name. But SARS-CoV-2 spread from Wuhan, China to every continent on Earth except Antarctica. So we should have been up in Antarctica. <laughs> um, but anyway, there have been more than 90, 92,000 confirmed cases and over 3,100 deaths. Wow. So, I mean, this is having a, a huge impact. Yeah, but the breakdown per, in percentage, the vast majority, like over one-fifth of the um, people who are at risk for death are, you know, in their it's elderly, upper 70s and 80s. Elderly or those with weak immune systems. Yeah, people who have pre-existing conditions. In fact, it's said that like a lot of kids aren't getting affected at all. Yeah. Like, keep yourself safe, especially if you have pre-existing conditions, you know? I mean... Yeah, there's a lot of craziness surrounding this, and it's a lot of it's goofy, but it is a very real illness, or virus, and we don't want to joke about it. 3,100 people have died from it, so mm -hmm. it's definitely a pandemic, and that leads to a lot of fear and panic. But there's also misinformation and rumors that come out of fear and panic. So here we're going to dissect some of the most common myths that are currently circulating on social media based on this um, medicalnewstoday.com article. So, one, the myth. Sprite, <laughs> if I can talk. Spraying chlorine or alcohol on skin kills viruses in the body. The truth Applying alcohol or chlorine to the body can cause harm, especially if it enters the eyes or mouth. Although people can use these chemicals to dis disinfect surfaces, they should not be used on skin. Yes. These Seems obvious, right? It does. These products cannot kill viruses within the body. So, don't be drinking hand sanitizer. Um, drinking hand sanitizer. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway... Number two, the myth. Only older adults and young children are at risk. But the truth. COVID-19, like other coronaviruses, can infect people of any age. However, older adults or individuals with pre-existing health conditions, such as diabetes or asthma, are more likely to become severely ill. Yeah. So, it's not only these people that are at risk. They're at more risk, that's, that's for sure, but, you know, it could be serious in anyone. So number three, the, the myth. Children cannot catch COVID-19. But the truth... Oh, I guess I was believing that myth. All age groups can become infected. Most cases so far have been in adults, but children are not immune. In fact, please... Preliminary evidence shows that children are just as likely to become infected, but their symptoms tend to be less severe. Yeah, so so well, that's far, interesting. Yeah, so far the gist of this that I'm getting is um, hide your wife, hide your kids, is not to be careless about this, you know, be, be diligent about keeping yourself safe, but also don't panic, mm -hmm. you know. Be balanced. Don't pick your nose and wash your hands. Yeah. We'll get to the, the actual suggestions after these myths. But number four, the myth. COVID-19 is just like the flu. But the truth. COVID-19 causes, causes illness that does indeed have flu-like symptoms, such as aches, fever, and cough. Similarly, both COVID-19 and flu can be mild, severe, or in rare cases, fatal. Both can lead to pneumonia. Interesting. However, the overall profile of COVID-19 is much more serious. Estimates vary, estimates vary, but the mortality rate seems to be between 1% and 3%. Hmm. Which to me still sounds really low, but 
I guess that's just being well, arrogant. one to three in a hundred. That's pretty. Yeah, I suppose. Although scientists are working out the ex- exact mortality rate, it is likely to be many times higher than that of the seasonal flu. Ugh. So, wash your hands. So, five, the myth. Everyone with COVID-19 dies. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a, a dark way to look at it. But the truth is... that That's super false. As we have mentioned before, COVID-19 is only fatal for a small percentage of people. Mm-hmm. Um, in a recent report, the Chinese Center of Disease Control and Prevention concluded that 80.9% of COVID-19 cases were mild. Yeah, so... Reassuring. So it's... If you get it, you're not going to die. You're not going to die for sure. (laughs) (laughs) There's a small chance, but 80%, it's going to be fine. So six, the myth? Cats and dogs spread coronavirus. I heard about this one. But the truth. Currently, there is little evidence that COVID-19 can infect cats and dogs. So good. Yeah. However... In Hong Kong, a Pomeranian whose owner had COVID-19 became infected. (gasps) The dog did not display any symptoms. Well, that's good. How do they know he was infected then? Probably a test. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Okay. But scientists are debating the importance of this case to the epidemic. For instance, Professor Jonathan Ball, professor of molecular virology at the University of Nottingham in the United Kingdom, says... That was a mouthful. No, he says, we have to differentiate between real infection and just detecting the presence of the virus. That's a good point. I still think it's questionable how relevant it is to the human outbreak, as most of the global outbreak has been driven by human-to-human transmission. Mm -hmm. So what he's saying is, we don't even if a dog can carry it, or a cat, or whatever, we don't know if they can infect someone with it. But if a... I'm just going to take a leap here and say, if a countertop surface can infect someone, an animal carrying the virus can probably infect someone. Don't say that, though. What if there was, like, a law you had to kill your cats? Wow, you just... (laughs) This is why people panic. (laughs) I know, but... Just... So he continues, (laughs) We need to find out more, but we don't need to panic. That's the key. Don't panic. Listen to Coldplay. Don't panic. I doubt it could be, I doubt it could spread to another dog or human because of the low levels of the virus. Okay. The real driver of the outbreak is humans. Good. Thanks, Doc. Still countertops and toilet handles. Yeah. So, seven, the myth face masks protect against coronavirus. The truth. <laughs> Healthcare workers use professional face masks, which fit tightly around the face to protect them against infection. However, disposable face masks are unlikely to provide such protection. Yeah. What what I was reading is the real goal of the face mask is to remind you not to touch your face. You know? I thought it was for people that already have it, too. No, it like it just says, it doesn't really help. Um, provide that kind of protection it just reminds you like if you do get it on your hands don't touch your face you want to this is why you want to wash your hands is because you might get it on you but as long as you don't touch your face and you wash your hands before you touch your face Mm -hmm. you should be fine anyway as these masks do not fit neatly against the face droplets can still enter the mouth and nose Also, tiny viral particles can penetrate directly through the mask. So, like we just said, the mask won't stop it. But it will remind you not to touch your face. So Yeah, it says that an average person touches their face 23 times per hour. Whoa. Which to me actually sounds low, because I'm constantly touching my face. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Maybe I need a mask. (laughs) Same. Like, I'm always rubbing my eyes and stuff. So, you know. (sighs) Wash your hands. That's all I can say. Number eight. The myth. Hand dryers kill coronavirus. 
What? Why would that ever? <laughs> hmm. Huh. That's an interesting one. But the truth. Hand dryers do not kill coronavirus. Simple. Obviously. <laughs> the best way to protect yourself and others from the virus is to wash your hands with soap and water or an al- alcohol-based hand rub. Wait, wasn't number one, don't rub alcohol on yourself? Yeah, but if it's hand sanitizer, then it's fine. Good, good, good. Make sure it's for your hands. Because people were trying to buy out vodka and make their own, but then the vodka companies actually put out a message saying that there's not enough alcohol content to actually make hand sanitizer with vodka. You have to have higher. They should have gotten Everclear. (laughs) But it was just like, people, come on now. I'm surprised the vodka companies did that because they're like, yeah, we're selling more well, vodka. I think they had to. Cause uh, gotcha. I don't know. <laughs> Truth in marketing mm-hmm. or whatever. So, oh, both Middle East reps. Res, okay, hold on. I skipped ahead. So let's go to number nine. <laughs> the myth. COVID-19 is just a mutated form of the common cold. But the truth... Coronaviruses are a large family of viruses, which all have spiky proteins on their surface. Some of these viruses use humans as their primary host and can cause common cold. Other coronaviruses, such as COVID-19, primarily infect animals? What? I thought we just went over this. Wait, so both Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, MERS, and Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, SARS, began in animals and passed into humans. Huh. Wait now. (laughs) That's crazy. So, how does the... I, th- doesn't this contradict number the one about animals? Oh, six cats and dogs spread coronavirus. Is that is it just me or does it contradict that? I felt like it. Wow, there's a lot of these myths. Yeah, well, take this with a grain of salt. Fifteen is my favorite. <laughs> All right, number ten. The myth. You have to be with someone for 10 minutes to catch the virus. False. The, the lo- I'll go ahead. The truth is... The longer someone is with an infected person, the more likely they are able to catch the virus. But it is still possible to catch it in less than 10 minutes. Yeah, it's like the five-second rule. It doesn't apply. <laughs> All right. 11. The truth. I mean, the myth. Rinsing the nose with saline protects against coronavirus. The truth. There is no evidence that a saline nose rinse protects against respiratory infections. Some research suggests that this technique might reduce the symptoms of acute upper respiratory tract infections, but scientists have not found that it can reduce the risk of infection. Because I have allergies, I do nasal rinse a lot, and it it helps a lot for clearing stuff and it does help with uh like bacterial infections i think like the saline can kill some bacteria but yeah this is a viral infection so doesn't apply all right 12 are people really doing this myth you can protect yourself by gargling bleach what the heck The truth is, there are no circumstances in which gargling bleach might benefit your health. Bleach is corrosive and can cause serious damage. On the contrary, it'll probably kill you if you gargle bleach. So don't do that. Who even thought of that? That's concerning. Yeah. (sighs) Probably kids. All right, 13. The myth. Antibiotics kill coronavirus. False. Antibiotics only kill bacteria. They do not kill viruses. Bacteria, bacterial infections are different than viral infections. (laughs) These are funny. (laughs) Fourteen. Thermal scanners can diagnose coronavirus. False. Thermal scanners can detect whether someone has a fever. However, other conditions such as the seasonal flu can also produce fever. 
Man, they're really reaching for some of these. I've never heard. These are actual myths going around. I don't know. 15 is my favorite. All right. Let's get on to 15 then. Garlic protects against coronavirus. I love it. Some research suggests that garlic might have antibiotic properties. However, there's no evidence that can protect against COVID-19. I mean, I do love good garlic. And if I'm going to go with a myth as truth, I'm probably going to go with this one. Um, it, if anything, we, if it did work, we'd be good. And we're like a garlic necklace. We had a lot of garlic last night. We did. <laughs> so, 16. Oh, this one is something I've been worried about. Being a mail carrier and delivering a lot of Chinese China Post packets. So, so the myth. Parcels from China can spread coronavirus. The truth? From previous research into similar coronaviruses, including those that cause SARS and MERS, and are similar to COVID-19, scientists believe that the virus cannot survive on letters or packages for an extended time. Hmm. Yeah, because of poor survivability of these coronaviruses on surfaces, there's likely very low risk of spread from products or packaging that are shipped over a period of days or weeks at ambient temperatures. So it's still a possibility, like if it's an express from China, there's a, a small possibility mm-hmm. that something has is on there and it has survived. But um, not something to panic about. Number 17, the myth. Home remedies can cure and protect against COVID-19. <laughs> the truth no, no home remedies can protect against COVID-19, including vitamin C. Get out your essentials oil, essential oils. Throw away your silver colloid. <laughs> Pass out your sesame oil, garlic, and stop sipping water every 15 minutes. But wash your hands. <laughs> the best approach is to adapt a good hand-washing regimen and to avoid places where there may be unwell people. Yeah, so I do all these things. I take vitamin C, actually that and sipping water every 15 minutes. I probably sip water more than every 15 minutes, but um, it's definitely not working for me. So, <laughs> uh, number 18, the myth. You can catch coronavirus from eating Chinese food in the U.S. <laughs> Simple and straightforward. No, you can't. Perfect. Number 19, the myth. You can catch coronavirus from urine and feces. Gross. I think they're confusing it with E. coli. But anyway, the truth is... It is unlikely that this is true. Huh. That's that's kind of shaky. Um, it says, it isn't a very pleasant thought, but every time you swallow... You swallow mucus from your upper respiratory tract. In fact, this is an important defensive mechanism. This sweeps viruses and bacteria down into our gut where they are denatured in the acid conditions of our stomachs. Very nice. With modern, very highly sensitive detection mechanisms, we can detect these viruses in feces. Usually, Viruses we can detect in this way are not infectious to others as they have been destroyed by our guts. So, yeah, your stomach acid takes care of it, and you won't catch it from poop, usually. (laughs) But just, like, stay away from feces and urine in general. Yeah, I'm sure you can catch other things from feces. So, number 20, the myth. The virus will die off when temperatures rise in the spring. The truth? Some viruses, such as cold and flu viruses, do spread more easily in the colder months, but that does not mean that they stop entirely when conditions become milder. As it stands, scientists do not know how temperature changes will influence the behavior of COVID-19. Yeah, if I, if I remember correctly, the reason people get sick when it's cold is because cold temperatures make your immune system a little weaker because you're trying to stay warm. But that's just what I've heard, and it's not actually because being in the cold makes you sick or promotes or kills. 
I don't know. I would think that viruses and bacteria would have a harder time surviving in the cold rather than something more temperate. But enough of that. I don't know anything. So number 21, the, the myth. Coronavirus is the deadliest virus known to man. False. The truth. It's true. Although COVID-19 does appear to be more serious than influenza, it is not the deadliest virus that people have faced. In fact, Ebola has had a higher mortality rate. Yeah. So, again, don't panic. Number 22, the myth. Flu and pneumonia vaccines protect against COVID-19. The truth is that no existing vaccines protect against infection from COVID-19. Ooh, this next one. I've heard so many different things like this. Yes. Now, this is... This is a conspiracy theory that has been circulating. Do you want to say what it is? The Mm -hmm. myth? Uh, The the virus originated in a laboratory in China. So the conspiracy theory is that China... There's a few. Well, the one I heard that you also heard is that China created COVID-19 in a laboratory to kill off their old people. Thin out the population. It's scary how much sense it could make if it were true, because under communism, everyone's kind of living off the same resources, and the more people, the harder it might be. But this is indeed a rumor, mm-hmm. hopefully. What's the truth, Rosie? Well, despite... All the internet rumors, there really is no evidence that this is the case. And some researchers believe that COVID-19 may have jumped from pangolins, which what, to humans. I'll look that up while you finish reading. Others think that it might have passed to us from bats, which was the case for SARS. Oh, pangolins are scaly anteaters. Um, How the heck? That live in... Oh, Chinese pangolins, I would assume, is what they're talking about. Yeah, they're little anteaters with scales. Cute. How have I never seen this? It looks like a stegosaurus mixed with a... Like a... What are those things called with the spikes? What are those spiky things? Porcupine? Yeah, like like a porcupine stegosaurus. That's what I'd describe it as. Number 24, the myth. The outbreak began because people ate bat soup. Bat soup. This is the first myth I heard. Oh, really? Ever related to the coronavirus. But the truth is, although scientists are confident the virus started in animals, there's no evidence that it came from soup of any kind. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So what should we do? The CDC, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, recommends these simple measures to reduce the spread of COVID-19, otherwise known as SARS-CoV-2. Just avoid close contact with people who seem sick. Try not to touch your eyes, your nose, or your mouth. Please stay at home if you are sick. Sneeze into a tissue and then throw it in the trash. And if there are no tissues around, sneeze into the crook of your elbow, not into your hand. Also, use standard cleaning sprays and wipes to disinfect frequently touched objects and surfaces. And wash your hands with soap regularly for 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Scrub. I think Ellen showed people how to wash their hands on her (laughs) show. (laughs) Yeah. You want to scrub all the surfaces, get in between the fingers, rub the backs of your hands. Make sure you're getting all the way around your hands. Unless you are a health worker or caring for someone who is sick, the CDC does not recommend wearing face masks. The tips above might seem simplistic, but during an epidemic like this, these are the best ways to make a difference. Yeah. Um, Again, the face masks, they won't prevent it, but they will remind you not to touch your face if you're, like, really worried about it, so... It's not like wearing a face mask is going to make you sick, you know? Um, But it could cause panic in other people. I'm guessing that's why they're not recommending it. 
they want to avoid panic. But come on, people, most people are smart. You know, most people aren't going to panic just because you're wearing a face mask. But that's just my two cents. Um, The bottom line is don't panic and wash your hands and don't sneeze on people and wash your hands. (laughs) Don't touch your face after touching um, other people's hands or surfaces and wash your hands. Do you have anything else to say, Rosie? Not really. I'm not really worried about it. I'm just, I'm a little concerned for my gram, but. Yeah. She's a strong gal. I think she'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, people, stay safe. All right. Well, do you, should we read the reviews first or get to the cat news? Well, we might as well get through our reviews. All right. Thank you, guys. We had two new reviews this week that were five stars. So thank you. We actually have something to read this week that's five stars. Yay. Um, do you want to read the first or second one, Rosie? I'll do the second one. All right. Well, I'll read the first one then. This is from Monica from Long Island. Was that offensive? No, it just wasn't very good. Long Island. <laughs> she says, thank you. I found your podcast a couple weeks ago and have been listening nonstop at work. My work days have gone from droning uh-huh. on to flying by. <laughs> I go home every day and tell my parents about the crazy cases I heard during the day. I listen to all of your episodes within two and a half weeks. Wow. And while I'm excited that I'm caught up, I'm sad because now that means I'll have to wait a week to listen to each new episode. Yesterday, I listened to your Katie Beers case, and the name sounded familiar to me. Oh, yeah, she's from Long Island. Ugh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so bad. I was born in Bayshore, New York, a couple years after this happened. My parents were living around the... Co- corner from big john's house what that's crazy whoa i love how casual you two are it makes me feel like i'm involved in your process i also love how passionate both of you are thank you so much for starting this podcast i'm truly grateful monica from long island (laughs) i will not that was such a nice review thank you monica that's crazy that you lived Kitty or around the corner from John Esposito. That's nuts. But cool. Thank you so much for writing in. We appreciate your kind words. Our second one is entitled Love VOV. I'm so happy I found your podcast. The cases are not easy, and yet you make sure the victims get their stories told. I like how you weave the facts into storytelling, and I appreciate your compassion for the victims entertaining and often shocking podcast christina herrera from san francisco yeah thank you christina that's awesome san francisco i want to visit so bad yeah that's where that ship we were just talking about um was from flights to san fran are pretty cheap right now flights are cheap everywhere (laughs) right now everywhere yeah rosie almost bought tickets to go to iceland this morning (laughs) because they're like half what they usually are I'm like, we'll probably get stuck there if we go. I don't know. I'm kind of nervous to travel right now, not because of getting sick, but because I don't want to get stuck in another country. If there's like a travel ban, like there is for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm wondering if the European travel ban applies to Iceland. Right. But anyway, all we can do is not panic and try to keep ourselves away from the sickness. So. Hopefully, they'll find a way to make a vaccine before it gets out of hand. And, yeah. So, Rosie, should we get to the cat news? Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. Well, it's just that Zucchini's been limping a lot lately, and we've been really concerned about him. And he's done this before, but he started limping, and we brought him to the vet, and the vet was like, oh, he probably just stretched his paw. So we tried to think, well, maybe he did the same, and we waited it out. Well, a month and a half passed by, and I was starting to feel like a real crappy cat mom. Yeah, because he was limping. He He curls it. Yeah, he had his right paw curled up, and he would hop around on his left paw. And he looked really bad. Like, up until yesterday, when we pulled out the cat carrier. 
all of a sudden, he's like, what? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, and all of a sudden, he starts walking completely fine, normal. It was actually quite frustrating. Yeah, so our vet determined <laughs> that he's just... A jerk. Uh, yeah, a butthole. Because the vet couldn't find anything wrong with him. He's fine. He's just an attention hog. Well, you know, you can train your cats to come or play fetch or whatever. Um, And so they can obviously learn behaviors. So he realized he gets a lot of attention when he's limping. And maybe, just maybe, that's why he's doing it. The vet used more colorful language. Describing, yeah, <laughs> describing what it may be, but I'm just gonna say he's being a butthole, <laughs> or he's smart, and he's like, if I do this, they'll pay attention to me, because we obviously deprive him otherwise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's hundred dollars down the drain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can't blame him if he's got some a system figured out for. <sighs> he's just a cat. He doesn't know any better. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, now at least we have peace of mind of knowing that the vet couldn't find anything wrong with him. Mm-hmm. So I guess it was worth $100. <laughs> um, any other news? Um, if you're moving and you need boxes, go to your local liquor store because I just scored like 15 free boxes. Yeah. And they're cool because they're each from different, a different beer companies. Yeah. And they're pretty sturdy, too, because they're made to hold heavy bottles full of liquid. So pretty sturdy, um, probably reusable once we're done. So Yeah, so yeah, we're pretty excited about that. <laughs> oh, um, uh, next week we're doing our annual AMA-style episode, so don't forget to send us questions. Uh, you can email us. I don't know if we're actually going to do this every year, but... Um, we've gotten a lot of great questions on our Instagram post and um, email, Patreon. So thank you guys for those. Keep sending them in. Mm-hmm. We'll take as many as we can get, and we'll have fun with it. We're going to have a couple of drinks while we do it. So it'll be fun. It will be fun. I'm really excited. I love doing stuff like this. Yeah. So come check us out on Patreon. We're going to be making a video right after this of our reaction to the Prince Andrew interview. So, yeah, we're going to have, I don't know, are we going to have some wine while we do it? We could. Yeah, why not? Why not? So, keep yourself away from sick people. Um, Wash your hands. Do you think we have coronavirus? No, but I'm starting to think we might have the Heineken flu. (laughs) Ow, my ears. (laughs) Wow. Yep, Rosie really wanted to say that joke. (laughs) And uh, I I don't think you're the first person to make it. Shut up, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Next week, we're doing AMA. Don't forget. And I guess we'll let you go now. Bye. Stay healthy.